0: This is a conspiracy channel. Tape one. Welcome to the Hush channel. Located inside of the forested lands of Colombia, South America, along the Bogota River, standing at 433 feet in height, is the Tequindama Falls. In 1923, a mansion was constructed near the edge of the falls by wealthy architect Carlos Arturo Tapias. There is no telling what lured Tapias to the site, but even if he had desired to be alone and at peace, the beautiful French-inspired residence was roaming with familiars and built on haunted soil to not waste his effort efforts, Topias would attempt to liven his abode by keeping it occupied. His mansion would spend the latter part of the Roaring Twenties as a hotel for socialites looking to have a good time, but the apparitions are bound to the land of which the hotel was built upon. After all, it was once a part of their homelands when they physically walked the earth, and often the last soil their feet would touch before their physical death. Certainly, the measure and presence of a plethora of the living's desires, wealth, power, influence, and frolicking about would not be able to reach them in death like it had in life. The Muisca indigenous once thrived in the Andean highlands of modern-day Colombia before the Spanish conquest. They were a people just as advanced as the Aztecs and the Incas. It is said that the Spaniards were attracted to the area by the tales of gold that they heard the land of the Muisca. Possessed, possess, linking the Muisca lands to the legend of El Dorado. In Muisca culture, it was known as far as the Caribbean Sea in those days that the Muisca tradition consisted of the nephew of the ruler, who was considered the golden one, would cover himself in gold dust and wash it off in the lake while tossing trinkets of gold into the waters of Guatavita Lake, in honor of the water goddess herself. Vida. According to legend, just a little over 10 years after Christopher Hitler Sr. Columbus stepped foot into the Americas, of course the Spaniards were gold thirsty and began a quest for a legendary city of gold called El Dorado. Now this next part is history according to Spanish historian Francisco Lopez. However, it is said that history is written by the victor. And typically, the victor's narrative is not completely true and is biased. So believe at your own discretion. According to legend, the Spanish began to search for the mythical city in panama at first and the son of a tribal leader named Panquialco told subjects of the spanish colonizer Vasco nunez that there was a place in the mountains just south of them that was so full of precious metal that they would get fed up with it it was said that the indigenous would sometimes divert the terrorizing of colonizers by steering them to other indigenous groups possessing gold. The lands Pancayaco referred to was the highlands of what is now the Colombian capital, Bogota. And what followed was what is considered one of the most beautiful gold rushes in the history of the world when in 1537, the Spain break colonizers descended onto Lake Guadavida, one of the holiest sites of the Muisca people. The colonizers would make efforts to retrieve the treasures thrown into the waters as tribute but were never able to reach the bottom of the lake. The last attempt was in 1912, 11 years before Tapia started building a mansion on the land. The treasures paid in reverence to Guadavida have been protected by the depths of the lake to this day. However, of course, the main official language of South America and Mesoamerica is Spanish to this very day due to the indigenous being colonized by the Spaniards. Colombia itself is named after Christopher Hitler Sr. Columbus. The indigenous were subjected by these people and it was not in the very least a pretty situation. Not to mention, the Spaniards brought deadly foreign disease upon these people. The Musca believed that they could find relief and escape the Spaniards terrorizing their land and people by jumping from the Tiquidama Falls, believing their bodies would transform into an eagle upon descent, freeing them from their earthly shackles and threats. In fact, the Nantiquidama in the cheap child language of the Muisca people means he who precipitated downward. The surviving descendants of the Muisca have a population that has since dramatically decreased since colonial times and they have for the most part assimilated into the general population but their ancestors still reside on the cliffs that served as a passage for freedom. From the culture of the people, their descendants have since been absorbed into These ancestors are just as alive as the socialized. the hotel would hosts and those that dwell within proximity. Their loud screams could be heard by all that had ears to listen and their dread would be felt by many patrons so heavily that some would succumb and they too would throw themselves from the Tequindama Falls. Their people have been raped, murdered, enslaved, and subjected. This hotel's history of tragedy brings a whole new meaning to the Hotel of the Leap. Hotel del Sato, the hotel that seduced the last breaths of the burdened ones. The mansion of Dama Falls could be reached by train from Bogota, the capital of Colombia, Brazil. The hotel was successful, but it too fell subject to a downward spiral when the Great Depression hit the United States and served as a death to the entrepreneurship of many wealthy locked. Carlos Tapia's was no different and 1929 was just the beginning of the hotel's plumbing. It did not help that the ecosystem of the Tequendama Falls provided a moisture that ate away at the hotel naturally, factored in with the pollution from the Bogota River and it was a recipe for a disaster. If guests could somehow digest the foul odor coming from the area they would reach the area of the hotel and would sometimes find themselves witness to suicide. And if they were fortunate enough to steer clear of of such a sight, the sight of lost souls in their foreign whispers would either frighten the guests or appeal to their inner sorrow and convince the living to join the dearly departed. It was not long before it was all too much, and the hotel was abandoned, and vegetation began to take over. Still, it served as a magnet for those whose souls ate and the bodies of such people would be found on the grounds of the hotel. The thing about it is, the Muisca definitely believed in just due curses, and if they suffered, so would the colonizers who took their people, their bodies, their land, their sacrity away from them. And if these colonizers prove unreachable due to death and time, those descended from them, and those with ancestors like them, innocent or not, would suffer like they did, after all. These colonizers did not care that the indigenous they pillaged were the innocent ancient inhabitants of this land. While the land the hotel was built upon should up been a sacred site it was now glamored as a space and place for the elites of a people whose ancestors were of the likes that had no qualms laying ways to the indigenous of what became known as the Americas. The way of the old world was an eye for an eye. That would not change in death when the colonizers brought in religions and cultures that were pinnacled around those subjected and enslaved by them turning the other cheek, demanding a law and an order that intentionally ensures such eye-for-eye natures and reciprocities was eradicated as punishment for colonizers such as them. But the lost ones do not age. They do not change with the times. Their agony had to be felt too. Not overlooked, not forgotten. Their people have been subjected so harshly that jumping from such elevated heights was considered a reasonable escape. For over 20 years, beginning in the 1990s, the Hotel of Saints was officially abandoned. Today, it has been renovated to serve as a biodiversity and cultural museum. It is open to visitors. End of tape one.